We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How about you? Just well. Yeah. I mean, sweep's well. a sweep. Just well. Yeah, the unlegitimate champs. It's okay. We'll move on. Just well. The unlegitimate GSAC champion, Hope International Royals. Legitimate. I don't. That's that sucks though. I'm not gonna lie. Like that. It's an illegitimate championship. We'll move on. Like, we, can, we can. We can thank. Uh, let's be fair. We, can thank we West both. Again. We should have been co-champs. It's fine. We already were co-champs. Let's yeah, just. Is it a three? Is it a three-way tie for the? No, top? no, because you guys were stupid. Yeah, we lost by one. But before Wednesday, we were co-champs with you guys. So it is what it is. Take it. Champions. But sweep. Angel sweep. Oh, big, we're changing the subject week. real quick, huh? Big week. Real quick. All right. All right. Yes, yes, yes. I brought it out again, Nate. I had to had to bring it out. Yeah. Bring going again. Yes, big time sweep there. Big sweep for the Angels. Actually, honestly, like this is a series that kind of gets a team going, I feel like. Like we talked about it. We didn't think that the Angels really stood a chance in the series. I thought the I thought the I thought Cleveland was going to come in here and just take it to him, to be honest. You looked at the pitching matchups, and I thought the matchups were were good coming into it, but, like, I, I was a little bit worried uh, coming out. They they got swept by – they got, like, back-to-back think, sweeps, huh? Was it yeah, a four they game? lost seven straight. Oh, okay, seven. I was, I was hoping they didn't play back-to-back four-game sets, which would make sense, but I don't know. I think there was an off day in between, but – it was also like a rough trip. They had to go all the way from New York to Cleveland or to uh, Anaheim. So that's tough. So, it's a long one for them. But but as an Angels podcast, I'm not upset about this. The Angels absolutely spanked around the Guardians. I'll say that much. I, I didn't think that there was a, ever really a chance where it was like, well, the Angels are going to lose this game. You know, the Angels played well 
throughout the entire entire series, like everything that could go right went right. You know, Mike Trout being Mike freaking Trout again. I mean, that guy is unbelievable right now. Um, Anthony Rendon is getting hot again. Brandon Marsh had a three-hit game. Joe Adele is doing Joe Adele things, which is nice. Uh, Jared Walsh is hitting the ball hard. Watch out. He's going to start getting hot. I promise you that. I mean, there are some good things happening with with uh, with Jared Walsh. And, I mean, did I forget the most underrated player in baseball? Taylor Ward, the yes. baseball player? Yeah. Said that starts season off. I mean, this, this team is a lot of fun right now. It is. Um, and I don't see it going anywhere. Do you? Like, it's, it's, it's going to continue. I mean, you got a tough series against the White Sox. A lot of guys are hurt, and we'll talk about that for the White Sox. But, I mean, it's – um, this team is it's, – it's, everything's going right. You know, like we talked so about far. it beforehand. We, we talked about it before the season. I mean, a lot of things have to go right, and, and a lot of things are going right early. I know we're early. We're only 20 games in, but a lot of things are going right, and I don't, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Do you? The the one worry that I'm going to have is the bullpen. They've thrown a lot of innings, a lot of innings, and we're April 29th here today, so there is two days before the Angels have to send down two guys. And most likely one of them will be a bullpen piece. The other one will be a position player, I would assume. They could send down two bullpen pieces, which would probably be a mistake, but um technically you're gonna have to send down or dfa three guys not necessarily not necessarily but fletch fletch is a little banged up he's not running at 100 percent. so he was in anaheim yesterday checking on his hip and he's not 100 percent. i think they're they rushed him a little bit he's gonna he's gonna take another week or two so yes in about two weeks you might have three guys but in two days you are going to have to get rid of two guys. And that is going to be a huge, huge, huge deal for this bullpen that has thrown a bunch of innings. And a lot of guys have thrown back-to-back days. I mean, uh, loop throws, it feels like loop throws every day. It feels like Iglesias throws, um, you know, two, three times a series. It feels like Archie Bradley throws every other game. Like, these guys are being used a lot. That is the only concern I have with this team. They're – as long as they continue to play defense and stay healthy, they're they're going to be fine. But the the bullpen is getting taxed. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, let's talk about let's first off talk about who who we think is going to go down here. Wants. It's going to be one. I think I think you wants is a hundred percent wants for sure. But who's that next guy? I for me personally, I'm I'm DFAing Jack Mayfield. I, my stance is not going to change no. on that. I, I think he's the easiest guy to DFA, like we've talked about before. Um, there are a lot of Jack Mayfields out there. There are. Um, there are going to be guys available uh, that can kind of fit that mold of Jack Mayfield, even if he gets claimed. If he doesn't get claimed, like, great. He accepts his assignment, hopefully, and goes down to AAA. Um, but, yeah, I that's the, that's the position player I would get rid of. I, I don't think that there's another – easy answer position player wise unless you're going to send down Andrew Velasquez who's played really really good defensively I'm not ready to get rid of a guy who can pick it that well especially at the premier position of shortstop yeah and you do have some kind of like interesting options if you think about it if the Angels really kind of want to get want to get crazy I mean you have a guy like Ty Butchery or 
um, who, who was up to 95, by the way, uh, 95.8, I think he hit, which isn't what he was, but still seeing Velo come back um, is a huge sign, especially since he was 90, 93 to start the season off. Um, you have a guy like Elvis Peguero who's shoving down there. Uh, it, interesting. Zach Wise is another guy. I don't think that they make a move like this, but they could get really, really weird and do like a, a Mike Myers thing and, and kind of get rid of him in a sense. I, I think Jimmy Hergett's earned a spot. I, I really like what he does. I think that, you know, it's just it, he's doing his thing. Uh, Warren has earned his spot. The, the Angels are in a tough situation, and it's a, it's a good situation to be in that they have this much depth. But I'm with you. I think it's between Mayfield and, and just sending back down Velasquez. I mean, we've talked about it. it's not going to be Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade has been, I mean, even if it unsung is, MVP. <laughs> even if it is Velasquez, right? Let's say a week from now, David Fletcher's 100%. What do you do with Jack Mayfield? All right, you, yeah. You, you almost have to start making calls if you're Perry and finding out if somebody will give you uh, a 20, 18, 17-year-old kid who's in rookie ball and say, hey, we'll give you Jack Mayfield for him. He's not on the 40-man. It gives us another 40-man spot. Um, Jack Mayfield won't be able to uh, get sent down, which is fine for that team, but they're not having to give up too much for him. Uh, And they're guaranteed to get him because, you know, anyone can claim him. And if you are a team that was successful last year and maybe not so successful this year and you're looking for a guy like Jack Mayfield, you're going to get – messed up by the system because it goes off of last year's standings for the first two months, I believe Mm. first three months. So um, if you're one of those teams that was very, very successful last year and you are not doing well this year, you're not getting your hands on Jack Mayfield if that's who you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in agreement. I think we, I mean, there's a possibility of seeing a trade at some point for sure. Um, Something like that. I just don't, it's wants and, and it's got to be wants and Velasquez first. And then when Fletcher comes back, you really got to think about the Mayfield. I, I don't know how long Mayfield is. I don't know. They could do something weird. They could definitely do something really weird, which You're is going why to delay the inevitable, inevitable by yeah. just sending down Velasquez and hoping that this team continues to thrive with David Fletcher playing shortstop, which everyone, everyone knows that Jared and I aren't the biggest David Fletcher fans. We think David Fletcher's a fine player. He's a second baseman in our opinions, but could almost, that mess could, could that mess with it? You almost can't let David Fletcher play. Could that mess with the routine and the rhythm of this team of putting David yes. Fletcher at shortstop every day and Andrew Velasquez sitting in AAA just playing gold glove defense down there? And I know he's, he's had a couple of miscues in the major leagues, but one of them was off an umpire. Um, so, no, he, he has been tremendous defensively, and I know he can't hit his way up a wet paper bag right now, but if he is going to continue to pick it and make plays to keep our pitchers off the field, I mean, it's it's huge. Like, that is the difference between a guy throwing, you know, maybe 10, 12 pitches in an inning and a guy throwing 20, 25 pitches in an inning because Velasquez makes a play to get him off the field. So I think that is something that we really need to take into consideration uh, most likely the Angels will probably send down Wants and, and Velasquez, but I, I personally would look for a Mayfield trade. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And then back what you said about the pitching, the Angels pitched 24 innings. Uh, the starters pitched 24 innings this series. You had uh, uh, Lorenzen went, Lorenzen went six, yep. Sandoval shoved and went seven. 
and then Otani and Detmers went five apiece, though you probably could have gotten another inning out of Otani if you wanted, and you probably could have gotten another inning out of Detmers if you wanted, though he was getting That's 23, hard. right? Um, I got seven and six and 10. Seven, six, 10, 23. Yeah, math sucks. Math's hard. 23, okay. Regardless, regardless um, still though, 23 we're, seeing, we're seeing progression in the we starting are. pitching. We are seeing, like, they're giving – I mean, Sandoval's not going to be this. We're going to see regression in Sandoval. We're uh, also going to see Sandoval go deep into games. Like, he's not a guy that I'm really worried about four and a third being his, like, number. Detmers, I am worried that five is his number. Like, for I, the time being, I am worried that five is his number until he proves that he can get outs – longer into the game and that's not really going to happen unless he gets uh low pitch count getting through five which he really hasn't been able to do so far so that's one thing i'm worried about with detmers suarez did not pitch in this series so you do have to remember my boy jose suarez didn't pitch in this series his four and a third is on the lurk and if he goes four and a third that bullpen's going to throw a lot of innings jaime Berea has not thrown in a while so he he's probably going to get some love in this series yeah, good thing about this series going into Chicago with that tough offense that they have there. I know they got a lot of guys hurt, but still playoff team last year and everything. Uh, you got to be you got to be aware of them. Uh, not a lot of bullpen usage. I thought this series. I know a little bit, but not like wow. The Angels had to use a lot of bullpen. They they won four games, and like I said, I thought it was easy. I didn't think that they really had to labor all that much. And and yeah, it worked out really well right now for them so let's get into a little game by game recap Nate I don't know how much you watch this series but it was basically the Taylor Ward Mike Trout and Angels pitching show it really was that's that's what this series was Taylor Ward and and Mike Trout just absolutely handed it to the Guardians this series game one the Angels won three to nothing Lorenzen again pitched really well one thing that kind of bothers me a little bit with Lorenzen is is pitching out of the stretch when guys get on base that's what scares me and it's like the two out I don't know how many times he's done this and he might have only done it once or twice but when I'm watching it's a two out walk he gets in the stretch and he gets in trouble and extends innings mm. and that's what scares me with Lorenzen a little bit is is that but other than that I mean I I'm I really like Lorenzen I love the two seam I love the sinker mixed with a four seam that's straight he throws a disgusting slider and then the change up in the mix too I mean I just think that I think Lorenzen is is the real deal. Again, I think we're going to see a little regression, but I think this is kind of what Lorenzen's going to be this year in between, you know, four and six innings pitched every uh, every sixth day, seventh day, whatever you want to call it, and and you kind of work around it in a sense. Yep. I think he really fought through not having his best stuff too and to get through six innings not having your best stuff and being a six-inning ceiling guy most likely. I mean, that was huge to get six out of him in that start. He threw the ball well, too many walks – but uh, that's something that he's going to continue to get better at each and every time. So really good start for Lorenzen. First time for Taylor Ward leading off. A new leadoff hitter to start this series. Outstanding. Fantastic. Taylor Ward has been outstanding in the leadoff spot. We'll talk more about him as we go along. But big, big day for him. Uh, Shane Bieber threw the ball well. Yeah. Didn't get any offensive support, but he did throw the ball well. And we knew that was going to be a tough Angels offensive day against Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber's velo is down four miles an hour from two years ago. It's all the way down to 89 to 91. And the Angels still had a tough time with him because he's just that good of a pitcher. So uh, really, really good job, though. Taylor Ward having an unbelievable day at the plate. Two for four, three RBIs, a bomb. It's, it's impressive. It's a, it, it is. I mean, 
the one cool thing about Taylor Ward is he understands that he can take his walk. Um, I think that's something that has been a, a big, big deal with the leadoff hitter is when they understand that they can take their walk and let the guys behind them hit them in, it makes this offense so much more difficult to face. When you got guys swinging at pitches out of the zone and not allowing the, the middle of the order to come up and really do some damage, it, you know, that, that two out double with nobody on from Mike Trout doesn't really hurt as bad as a one out double with a runner on first, which possibly scores a run and keeps an inning going. So Taylor Ward really doing a good job at the leadoff spot so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we get on to game two, of course. And again, Mike Trout, the home run, Tony, two bags, two doubles, Patrick Sandoval absolutely shoved that game. It was fantastic to see that as well. I don't know if you got to watch it. I unfortunately yeah. did not get to watch it. Did you, you saw it? I did. Sandoval, get to Sandoval just shoved, yes. didn't he? Yes, he did. I love watching Patrick Sandoval pitch. He had a fantastic game. Like you mentioned, Mike Trout hitting a bomb. I saw that too. That was, that was a bomb. <laughs> that was a bomb. Can, like we, that, can we remind everybody what the Angels got Patrick Sandoval for? The Martin Maldonado. Martin Maldonado. Yes. Yes. Really, really good trade there. Uh, and and if this series doesn't remind people, baseball people, not Angel fans, because I don't think Angel fans have forgotten this, but baseball people, that Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. I don't know what's going to do it because I, I am sick and tired of hearing <laughs> MLB people and people who think they know baseball say, "Oh, Vigero Jr. is the best player in baseball." Oh, Ronald Acuna is the best player in baseball. Fernando Tatis, who hasn't played a single game. This year, All right, I know you have a grudge against Matisse. That's fine. But, Get on with it. But 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 I still don't want to hear that anybody else is better than Mike Trout at baseball. Like no. I don't want to hear it until he is forty years old and stops hitting and stops playing baseball. I don't want to hear anybody else is better at baseball. It's kind of like Tom Brady. Just don't ever say anybody's better at to- than Tom Brady until mm-hmm. Tom Brady calls it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike Trout. And I'll put, I'll, I'll, I'll go over the top here. Mike Trout is the, the best player of all time. Like it, it, it is, he is that freaking good. Like the, what he's done in his career. And I don't want to go off on a Trout tangent, but like it is, it is impressive. And these last two series too, because Trout started, like he started coming out. He's on oh, 11 he's games hot. now, I think. He's hot. Yeah, if he got a hit today, I, I actually didn't see the look at the box score. We'll, we'll find out here shortly. Um, Cause I haven't even looked at the box score from today. But, he's over uh, two, two walks. But he's over two. We'll so yes, yeah. ten game uh, history got snapped today. But it is what it is. We'll make it work. Um, but yeah, dude, Trout is 
unfreaking believable. So we can get on to game three, Angels end up winning that game nine to five, come out absolutely hacking. We saw Taylor Ward fall a single shy of the cycle. Odd. Um, Easiest one to get. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, hey, dude, absolutely raking. And he got some that fantastic thing about this national media that he got Passan's tweeting about him. He got the Fox sports tweeting about him. I mean, he, he definitely got out there and I don't know if we can, after this game, I don't know if we can call him the most underrated player anymore with all the national media he got. But I mean, he's, um, it was a Taylor Ward show this, this series. And it was a lot, a lot of fun. Of course, uh, we saw trout have two doubles as well in that game. And I mean, everything just worked like Shohei Otani. I felt like labored a little bit, but it wasn't, it was just Shohei Otani, you know, like first inning was a little scary after yeah. in the first thing it was like, Oh boy, yeah. he can, can he get us, can he get us through this one? The angels offense really responded. I think that's, that was a big thing too. If the angels go quietly in that first inning, they, they probably don't win that game. So really, really big ABs from, um, from Taylor Ward, from Mike Trout, all those guys in the first inning, uh, just making it tough on Zach Plezak. You know, he, he's been good. Uh, Taylor Ward with that double, Trout with the double in the first inning, Rendon with a single, like just really making it tough on Plezak in that first inning and just allowing Otani to kind of settle down like, hey, the offense has got you. Um, if the Angels would have gone out there, gone one, two, three, and Otani would have to go back to the mound right away. I don't know how many innings he gets through. So really, really, really big job by them. Yeah. Also, also another reason why Otani probably shouldn't lead off when he's pitching. Yeah, I don't know. That's another let's 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 stick here. That's another discussion to have at some point um, with this lineup. But but yeah, let's get on to game four here. Of course, the Angels uh, sweep the Guardians here for game set. A uh, big day for Brandon Marsha. He went three for four. We just talked about Mike Trout over two with Two walks, though. Of course, Reed Detmers pitched five innings. We saw him kind of struggle with the command. He probably could have thrown him out there again, but I think in the fifth he was kind of kind of getting a little tired. He got hit around a little bit, hit hard, should I say? I don't. He didn't. I don't think he gave up a, a base runner in that fifth inning, but two balls to the wall, and and it was just like, well, I think it's time. And then we saw, you know, exactly like everybody wanted it to be wrote up, uh, exactly exactly how everybody wanted it in the offseason with the bullpen. Detmers went five. They went to Bradley. He he, uh, he got the hold. He had a strikeout. They went to Loop. He had two strikeouts. They went to Tapera. He had a little bit of trouble, but nothing really. I know they had to get Herge going, but but he uh, he also pitched well in that in the eighth, and then went to Iglesias, and it was game over. And they, like I said, exactly how you wrote it up in the offseason, exactly how you wanted it. Started, starting pitcher goes five. Bullpen goes four. Uh, it shuts it down. I know it's not how we want it here, Nate, but you know that's how that's how it was written up. Yep. Detmers, uh, he didn't allow a base runner in the fifth, but he did allow a bomb. So, oh yeah, so there's nobody hard. on he base, he but he got hit hard that inning. That's why. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he gave up a game. home run to Austin Hedges, so that's yeah. tough. Uh, do you think his pitch count is like 90? I know they won't say yeah. that. But do you think that they don't want him going past ninety? No, no. I think he's. I think he's pretty maxed out of where he should be. I think that Joe Madden actually just made a good decision. It was like, all right, we're just going to go to the bullpen here. You know, you got hit in this last inning. If we get runners on, like in this next inning, I don't want to bring guys in. I'm just going to have a clean inning. Like Joe Madden actually managed how an actual manager should manage the bullpen today. 
um, in that fourth game. And it, it was like, all right, like, let's give everybody clean innings. Let's, you know, let's just get this game over with, get on our plane and let's get to Chicago basically is what it felt like he, um, he did in a sense there. So I thought it was, I thought it was good. I mean, you got any, I think we, there wasn't anything bad that really happened in this series, you know, like I think everything that could have gone right went right. The angels hit the angels pitched. They didn't have to use the bullpen all that much. Like I said, I don't think Berea pitched in this series. Um, and if he did, it, it wasn't a lot. So you got a guy who can come in after Suarez tomorrow uh, in game one. But, yeah, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a fantastic series, right? Yeah, yeah big wins. Um, th- this, could be, this could be a very, very important series for the Angels, depending on how Cleveland ends this year. Cleveland could easily end in the top half of the Central they could end in the bottom half of the central too. And sweeping a team that ends in the bottom half of division is huge, huge. When you're looking at uh, how many games back you are in, in the, in the West or how many games you're up in the West could be the difference between sweeping a last place team and, and losing three or four or, or even splitting with them. So big, big series. Uh, one last thing I want to mention, I am a big, big, Big fan of getting Shohei Otani a day off. He needs it. He needed the, the off day today, or I guess yesterday he needed the off day. Um, so really, really important. Brandon Marsh stepped up, had a huge day hitting in the two-hole, went three for four. Um, I have no problem with Marsh hitting top of the lineup. He, he can do it. Um, and, and with Shohei Otani, like, I, I see a lot of 2020 Shohei Otani at the plate, and I know you don't want to hear me say that, but I see a lot of opening up and a lot of a lot of front side movement. He's really got to stay in because I, I know he got used to hitting a bunch of homers and being able to fly open a little bit because, you know, he had, the, he had a lot of home runs last year. But he is getting a, a really, really, really pull happy. And these pitchers are figuring it out. They're throwing off speed away making him try and pull baseballs. And if there, if he's, if he can't pull the baseball on outside pitch, you're not supposed to be able to pull an outside pitch. Like you're not, you're supposed to be able to hit that the other way. And that's the one thing that I've seen from Shohei Otani is a lot of 2020 Shohei Otani, where he's really trying to yank that front side and pull a lot. So if he can get back to stay in middle and keeping that front side in just a little bit longer, he, it could be one of those years where he gets hot and the angels are, are looking maybe 10, 12 games up with going into July. So if, if he continues to struggle, though, there's going to be some people saying, do we move him behind Trout? Do we move him behind Rendon? Like, you're going to hear all these questions about where is Shohei Otani going to hit if he does not get back to staying middle. Absolutely. And game of adjustments. That's why Mike Trout is the best player of all time. <laughs> game of adjustments. He makes those adjustments. So it'll be interesting to see if Shohei Otani can do it. And um, I feel like they should sit him in game one as well of this series. You know, don't even let him hit against Giolito. Giolito's absolutely disgusting. I know the Angels need all the offense they can get there, but I I, I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at with it. I know that I think he did he hit a home run off of Giolito last year. Was that in game? Well, that was against Cease that he hit the tank. Um, yeah, game three. But regardless, six. regardless, regardless, I think it's. I think it. It might be warranted just to give him another day off. I think he's been playing a lot of games. Like there, it. It's just one of those things where the human body. There is not going to be another Cal Ripken, <laughs> and Shohei Otani is not Cal Ripken by any means. He's not going to well, play two thousand. He's doing both. Yeah, like there's he's pitching no and way. hitting. The, the one good thing is you could give Rendon like his half off day. They've really been trying to give him Sundays off. So 
depending on how this week goes, they could just say, hey, Rendon, take a half off day DH and give Otani another day of rest to be ready for his next start. So it's always an option. That's the the one downside of having a permanent DH. It is very hard to give a guy half off day, but they were able to do it with Mike Trout today, and that's huge. I think that's going to be beneficial for him for the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. So let's get on to series preview here. Um, let's just give our predictions right off the bat. I think we're tied up here because we both uh, we both went three three out of yeah, four for yeah. Guardians. So I'm not going to give us any points on that one. Um, other than I think I did pick the Detmers game. You're welcome. Um, I know he didn't pitch well, but no, he pitched okay. I didn't think he pitched as well as what I thought he was going to do. So let's get on to game one here. We're going to see the White Sox and Angels four game set. Syndergaard against Giolito. Who do you got in that game? I'm I'm a Thor guy. I'm going to go with Syndergaard. I think uh, Giolito's coming off a, a really good start, but he still might be limited in pitch count. It was his second start of the season, uh, third start of the year, last time out, coming off the injury. So I don't know if he's going to be able to go 100-plus 100, 100 pitches. So I'm going to go with Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the Angels win the sixth straight game there. Uh, I think it's just a pitcher's duel. I think it ends up being like a 3-2-2-1 game or something like that. Uh, and I think both I pitchers agree. work. I think both pitchers work into like the sixth, seventh inning, and you get to the bullpen, and it's gonna it's gonna come down to like a a um, Mike Trout home run, Shohei Otani. It's gonna come down to a big name home run for sure. I think that's what this game was gonna be all about. So, game two, Jose Suarez against Vince Velasquez. This uh, this one might be one of those games where we see a lot of hitting. I feel like. Are you in agreement with you? with me yeah this is one where I'm rolling the dice and I I don't know who wins this game honestly I'm not a huge Vince Velasquez fan when when you and I talk about Chris Rodriguez and you compare him to Vince Velasquez I say pick somebody else because I think Chris Rodriguez is better than that um not a huge Vince Velasquez guy as you guys have heard already not a huge Jose Suarez fan either so it's uh it's gonna be a tough one I think I think this is one where the White Sox come out swinging um, the White Sox don't, I believe the White Sox don't typically lose to left-handed pitchers. It, it was a stat a, from a couple a years. Stat to know. It is. It was the only true. reason I remember the stat is playoffs two years ago, 2020, yeah, they, 2020 the A's, they, didn't, they didn't win. They didn't lose a game against, they the did not lose a game against yeah. a left-handed pitcher. Uh, they did lose their last game against the left-handed pitcher. So for those of you saying, Nate, what the heck are you talking about? They just lost to Kansas City who threw a left-handed pitcher, but they typically don't lose to left-handed pitchers. So I'm going to take the White Sox in this game just because of that stat. Um, White Sox. Yeah, I hate wow. agreeing with you, but we're going to well, – I'll do the same thing. I think that it comes. it's going to be an a offensive show – uh, showcase, I don't want to call it a showcase, offensive battle, 7 10, six seven. Or something. Yeah, yeah, some weird, like 9-6 or something like that, a lot of hitting, and I think uh, the Angels just don't prevail in that game, unfortunately. Uh, let's get on to game three here, Keuchel against Lorenzen. I think the Angels hand it to Keuchel. I think they've seen him enough in the past with Houston and everything, and I think, I feel like they've always kind of hit Keuchel decently well in a sense, and Keuchel's not off to a, a huge start, a good start either for the White Sox, uh, and, and I think it Again, also comes down to Lorenzen and if we see him in the strike zone or not and seeing, seeing him fly open or if he stays down the mound like he's been doing, letting that two-seam sinker work and playing you know the fastball up in the zones, playing the slider and change up together. And I think, I think we see kind of one of those same starts again for Lorenzen where it's just six innings of kind of dominance. The Angels hit Keiko well. They score like five or six off him or something like that. And 
And then we go to the bullpen, 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 you know, game over. We see Ollie Ortega do his thing that game. So I think the Angels win this game. What do you got? Yeah, I, I do think that uh, Keiko is caught off to a really bad start again. Um, he has not been the, uh, the free agent signing the White Sox thought they were getting out of him. I think the Angels win it. Um, you know, a lot of guys have seen him. I think it's like a 5-4 game. I think Keiko gets hit around early. The pen kind of keeps him in it. Maybe a 5-3 game. Pen kind of keeps him in it. Lorenzen goes out there, gives us a good enough start to win, but not going to be – he's going to be like kind of that Houston start where it was good enough to keep yeah. us in the game, but it's not going to be excellent where you're like, wow, he he really dominated this game. So I got the Angels win two out of three. And, uh, yeah. We got one more game. Four game set, big guy. I know, but I, I got him win the first two. Four games set here, Nate. Uh, fourth game, we see Sandoval against Cease. I want to go against Sandoval here because the odds are against him in a sense. But man, this guy has been special this year. I don't. I think he's got to give up a run eventually. I don't think we don't. I don't think we see Oral Hershiser by any means. But hey, you never know. I think we're about what forty something innings away from that record, so I don't even want to talk about it yet. But um, but. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll kind of see how it goes, but uh, man, I don't know on this one. I, I like I said, I want to vote again. I want to go against Patrick Sandoval because the odds are just you know stacking up against me. He's got to have a bad start eventually. He's got to have a bad start eventually. I don't think this is the day though. I think he, I think we see him shove again. I think he goes another six, seven innings, gives up one, maybe two runs, and and the White Sox just still can't figure him out. So I think the Angels are going to take three or four. After my rant on the White Sox against left-handed pitchers, man. See, like I said, the odds are against him, but it is. Man, Patrick Sandoval has been good this year. He has. Like, young good in a sense, you know. I mean, no early, but special good. He has. Sees pitched really well against the Angels last year. Um, Show him uh, a ton of bomb. <laughs> Loudest home run of all time, thanks to East. I'm going – I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go White Sox. I think we split with the White Sox. Just the left-handed pitcher thing. It just—it's so weird. Like, how in the heck does a team never lose to a left-handed pitcher an entire season? I know it was only a six-game season, but still, they go into the playoffs. Oakland, Oakland uses a lefty in their win-or-go-home playoff series, and the White Sox absolutely smack them around. So I don't know what it is. Maybe they just see the ball better against lefties. They do have a lot of right-handed pop. Yeah, I'm going to go White Sox, I think, split. All right, well, so be it. Debbie Downer. Angels take two or three. They keep their hot stretch going. I thought this was a big, four, like, 17-game stretch here for the Angels, and the Angels have just started off absolutely just red hot against – I know they lost two or three against Baltimore, but, I mean, they were in all three of those games. We talked about it, and, I mean, this Guardian series is just – a huge motivator. However, I could totally see the Angels getting swept here as well because it is the freaking Angels. So, Nate, you got any final thoughts before we let everybody go? No final thoughts. Just uh, be on the lookout. Watch watch closely these next three days what the Angels are going to do. They do have to send some two guys down by uh, May 1st. So be on the lookout what that's going to look like. That could play a big, big part in Game 3 and Game 4 for the Angels in this series. Absolutely. And uh, I just got to throw this out there again. Congratulations to my boys. I know they didn't celebrate too hard, but uh, actual GSAC champions. Kind of. Kind of.
make it work. Number one seed in the GSEC tournament. So, guys, as always, I want to thank you all so much for listening here at Talking Halos. I didn't mention it again. Blue wire, blue wire, blue wire, blue wire, blue wire. Get us some shirts, blue wire. I know you want to get us shirts because we're on YouTube and you can promote really well. Look, I can put blue wire right there for you. I'll start putting it on the hat. We'll put it on the side side of the uh, side of the shirts when we get it going. But um, but yeah, blue wire, blue wire, blue wire. <laughs> Got to mention that. So guys, go follow us on all of our social medias. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jeter and Square Tim's. You can follow Nate and Acreen Thirty Four. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.